back at the Magic Hour with Michael McCallum. I'm your host, Michael McCallum. This is an internet broadcasting podcast brought to you by the Michigan Business Network and my company, Rebel Pictures. We're in a really cool little private theater area. I'm not just making that up. It's kind of an upgrade from the previous show with my father, William C. McCallum, when we were just <laughs> driving around in, a, in the car doing it, you know, kind of remotely. So... We're, I would say not, you know, this is kind of an in-remote studio guest, Wolf mm. Hogan, filmmaker, actor, writer, musician. Hello, hello. So we were talking about COVID-19, mm-hmm. and uh, you're kind of a, a stay-at-home homebody anyway. What have you been watching that's been getting you through Ooh, this time? Wow. Now, I know we always talk, you and I can talk and riff on old movies all day, which is, I always appreciate because so many other people don't have that, yeah. that kind of insight. But what have you been watching that's really been kind of inspiring um, you or entertaining you? You know, right before the quarantine, I remember me and you, we met up, we had a conversation about future projects. And uh, besides certain films, I've been watching a lot of television shows. Just trying to get an idea, because, you know, I want to do a web series pretty soon. So I'm just trying to get an idea of, you know, what it takes to keep audiences captivated with certain types of characters and, you know, without it getting boring. Sure. So, you know... um, I don't know. I mean, HBO is one thing that I I think I told you this before. HBO is a channel that I've been uh, watching. um, And you don't get any money for saying this either. I do. I do not. I I don't get any money. I mean, it'd be nice. So maybe everybody at home box office, if you're... HBO, if you're listening. We love you (laughs) and we want to do a series on your wonderful network. You know, being a a comic book fan, uh, the show Watchmen... I'm familiar with that story. That show, it really blew me away. The way it tackles race relations, the way it tackles the relationship between the police and society. It just, it's its kind of an eye-opener. Also, I've been checking out the show Euphoria. I assumed it was just going to be a teen drama, <laughs> which I was... Little did you know. Could, could not be more wrong. <laughs> It, it dives, without giving anything away, it just it dives into uh, what certain people in this country face with substance abuse. So, so That's yeah. probably like the, the most genteel way of putting that. Right, yeah. <laughs> really, I, get, I mean, it's HBO, so you know there's going to be a lot of crazy shit happening. But uh, yeah, to not give anything away or be too graphic, it deals with, you know, opio- opioid opioid crisis identity issues sure you know insecurities you know a lot of things people face on a day-to-day basis no one really talks about you know so yeah and we were talking on the ride over too is like with Mahershala Ali and, Mm. and the true detective third season just there's a lot of strong black characters yes. on different HBO shows as well. And is that something for you as a young black male? Is that something that as a filmmaker and an artist and a musician and a writer that is refreshing for you to see? It truly is. You know, I mean, you uh, of all people know my passion for telling stories, you know, on film and growing up not seeing too many 
strong black characters. I mean, growing up in the 90s, we had some, but not the not really like they really didn't stand out. You know, it was someone who I looked up to as a child. I don't know why my parents would allow me to watch these movies, but the Lethal Weapon franchise, <laughs> I looked up to Murtaugh so much because he was, you know, a father. He was a protector, you know, and, you know, a good really, officer, a good, good father, officer. good husband. Yeah. And I, uh, I really didn't see too much of that growing up. But, you know, nowadays, knowing that I have the ability to bring certain characters to, you know, small screen, independent screen, you know, I think it's like my duty to, you know, you know, bring some of the, those characters to light. And hopefully I can influence. You know, like, what was that quote? You know, I might not be able to change the world, but maybe I'll influence the person who does change the world. Right, yeah. yeah. So. Mr. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. yeah. Um, that he, if I don't change the world, I know I will spark the brain yes. that does. You know, what really got me thinking about that was my nephew, my brother's son. I had a conversation with him not too long ago, and we were talking about anime, we were talking about film. He was talking to me about episodes of Dragon Ball Z that I had seen when I was a child, and I'm like, wow, you know, it really kind of puts into perspective how each generation, it just keeps going and going. And going and you know the way he's thinking now at such a young age you know hopefully he becomes some type of revolutionary and also too on a storytelling aspect is we're both classic film buffs mm. and by classic films not like movies made in the 80s considered no. classic like really classic films mm -hmm. And, you know, when you show, there was a teacher that showed a bunch of Buster Keaton films mm. to to her class and, and young kids, and they loved it, yeah. that it, it's kind of universal. And just because something is older doesn't mean it can't have an effect on you. Yeah. And it's also new to you if you haven't seen it before, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know... I really enjoy how, you know, if, if something's uh, coming on TCM, Turner Classic Movies, you always hit me up and say... Oh, yeah, man. I'm a big TCM yeah, fan. Yeah, you know, and again, I've learned a lot while watching, uh, you know, those classic films because they're like the spirit of old Hollywood, you know, as flawed as it may be, there is so much beauty in the way they, they executed these films and the way they prepared for these roles and there's still flaws now yeah i mean how things are done you know the me too movement mm -hmm. harvey weinstein yeah. all that is not that long ago yeah so you know there's always a lot of bullshit happening behind the scenes sometimes and hearing about how like judy garland was treated oh, and, you know like luby mayer just wouldn't let her eat and got her on pills and yeah. diet pills and, and amphetamines to keep her up and sleeping pills to, to make her crash out. Yeah. You know, it's just some crazy shit going on, but to be kind of got to know your history. Yeah. And I'm always amazed. I was talking with a young filmmaker that had come out to a festival in Detroit and saw a film of mine too for the show. And we talked afterwards and I've stayed in touch with him just to see how he's doing through this time. And he doesn't like Turner classic movies. Really? He's like, he just he can't get into it it's just oh. not his thing and i'm like man you're missing out yeah. so much you know so wait what was that i don't mean to cut you off no that's okay just do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> the film uh so i hit you up as soon as my cable provider added tcm yeah yeah 
and almost like you had the cure for the virus. Right. You're like, look, exactly. I've done it. Exactly. Like, You've done what? I have it. And it was that Jackie Gleason film where he played was a Fats Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Minnesota Fats. Minnesota it was the Fats. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I mean, I had never seen that before, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me turn this on. Paul Newman, man. George Dude, C. Scott. Those George C. Scott at the end of that where he goes, "You owe me money." <laughs> yeah. That always makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Piper Laurie's great in that heavy hitters awesome movie oh man you know and it's just i had i just have so much respect for the like their craft also thinking that all of that was shot on film like, yeah they robert rosen directed they, it they couldn't waste as much time as some you know filmmakers do nowadays because you know most everything is digital nowadays you know everything was on film the editing process i look at that as well and i'm like wow my hat is off to these men and women yeah to actually do the cutting of it oh my gosh yeah. so I'm, i definitely want to get into that more in this next segment but we're going to take a quick break we're going to be back with wolf hogan at our remote studio private theater bat cave location <laughs> this is the magic hour with michael mccallum rebel pictures michigan business network Escape in water rising fast. 